we're seeing is about 800 people a day, and that is just in this sector alone. So as you can see behind me, there are migrants. They are all lined up, and it's not even 5 a.m. And what is going to happen is they're going to be processed over at this tent by Border Patrol, and then eventually they will be put on buses and taken to locations throughout the state of Arizona. Illegal immigration is not sustainable with these numbers. Right here in this uh, particular area or particular crossing where the Trump wall ends, we experience about a thousand people coming across the border on a daily basis. And they have easy access from the two major highways uh, in Baja California and in uh, Sonora, where they are able to come directly from the airport in Mexicali uh, cross in very shallow water, uh, unlike the Rio Grande. This is where the people who are known associates of terrorists uh, and of the cartels have crossed. So it's a uh, high traffic area. When you talk about a strain or a drain on resources, you see all these Border Patrol agents that are here processing these people. They're not able to really focus on national security. Uh, keeping the bad actors and keeping the narcotics from coming into the U.S. They are here uh, in an immigration function uh, as these people are turning themselves in. So while on our western border they're here processing people, on our southern border 10 miles from here, that's where the bad actors and that's where the fentanyl and all of the other hard narcotics are coming across the border. Well, Sleepy Creepy's border is a disaster per normal. It's not like this is going to get any better anytime soon with this administration. However, we may be able to attempt to put some good policy forward uh, if the elections go well next week and uh, we retake everything. So maybe in January, we can start to address some of these problems because at the rate they're going right now, This year is looking to be even larger. You're going to have even more people coming across the border than last year. Uh, Immigrants are also not as happy with Joe Biden as you would think. You think that he's got an open border policy. He's letting you guys all come in for free. He's trying to give you guys uh, the opportunity to vote even though you're not citizens. He's going to put you on all the governmental programs so that way you have food assistance, you're getting some money, everything. He's trying to give you a package deal to entice you uh, to come over here and vote for him. You know, we've already been over that. Most immigrants, depending on which countries they're coming from, um, don't share the same values as the Democratic Party. Most immigrants are God-fearing, family-loving, and hardworking. So after they're in the United States for a period of time and they truly figure out and learn what the Democratic Party is all about, they tend not to vote for them the same way you think that they would. You think that they're all voting blue just because they're getting a freebie or a handout, but that's not necessarily true. Actually, it's the reverse of that. Probably a large majority of them are not voting according to what the Democrats would like them to vote, and they are voting for values that they believe in. But they're not happy with them, as I just said. They called uh, uh, Biden's immigration reform effort a lie and an illusion, saying that his administration's effort have not addressed the root cause of why they are leaving their countries. In March of 21, Biden uh, directed Kamala Harris to develop a diplomatic solution to the illegal migrant surge along the U.S.-Mexico border, with many fleeing Venezuela and Colombia. The Biden-Harris administration then announced Uh, Plans to address the root cause of migration from Central America in July with a focus on corruption, uh, economic problems, and security concerns. 
We cannot solve the challenges at our border without addressing the lack of economic opportunity, weak governance and corruption, and violence and insecurity that compel people to flee their homes in the first place, the Biden administration's plan stated. Now I'm reading what they said, not what I say, because it's all about them. It's not about me. Immigrants apprehended along the Guatemalan-Honduras border told the Daily Caller that little has been done, leaving them no other option than to leave their homeland. I quote, in reality, everything is political and politics don't solve anything. Everything is a smoke bomb. It's a lie. It's an illusion. One immigrant said in Venezuela, right now, what we need is help, help that we don't get. And so what we're doing right now, it's uh, we're not doing it because we want to. We're not doing it out for fun. It's because we need it. Another immigrant from Colombia added that his country is only getting worse. Uh, when the Guatemalan president, Alejandro uh, Guillamate, uh, was asked for his assessment of Harris's work in addressing the migration reform, he declined to answer, saying with a chuckle, I think it's a good question for her, not for me. <laughs> yeah, because she has done what? Um, he also added that he is not surprised that immigrants say the Biden administration immigration reform efforts have failed. The Biden administration has not given any comment. So, the border's a mess. Kamala Harris is derelict in her duties. She was charged with uh, securing the border, figuring out why people are fleeing in droves their country and try to solve the issue the best way that she can. To slow the influx of people here, maybe work with other countries to see what the problem is, to see if they can get it back on track so people feel more comfortable because apparently, just from some of those statements that they made there, not everybody really wants to flee their country. They just see this as a last resort, so they're coming here, and they're probably finding out once they get here, the tre- between the treacherous journey and the way you're treated when you get here, that uh, might not have been the best idea. It might have been a better idea to stay there and fight it out at home and try to retake your country. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden should honestly be impeached. We have no border security. Uh, I understand that I that the border patrols down there and they're doing the best they can. You heard the young lady in the report saying that these guys can't focus their time on more important issues like securing the border. They're there just processing people. So you're throwing tons of money and resources at basically professional babysitters to make sure all these people are getting across the border. What you're not able to do is actually keep an eye on the rest of the border where you're having a lot of the drug cartels, uh, human trafficking, drug smuggling, everything else that comes across at those points. We can't stop it because you don't have the personnel. And if you think the Biden administration is going to go out of their way to fund additional personnel, you're crazy. They want to abolish ICE. They want to abolish police departments. They certainly want the border to be open. So right now, as long as it looks okay from their point of view, they're going to leave things as is. Again, they should both be impeached. The border crisis at this point is unlikely to slow down any time for the foreseeable. If we do happen to gain both the House and the Senate, come November, come next week, uh, maybe in January, you should get, we should all get on our representatives to put together some comprehensive bills that they can pass and put on Joe Biden's desk 
to address the the immigration problem that we're having. That way, at least the way I see things, if you put this in front of the people and say, this is going to do this, 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 and this, which is going to make us successful on the border so everybody can relax, we're going to slow the influx of people, everything's going to be good. If Joe Biden vetoes it and he doesn't sign the bill, then you could put it on him. Chances are you're going to force him to sign some of these bills to start putting some better policies in place because if he continually vetoes bills that are good for the American people when they get to his desk, how do you think that's going to look for the next election coming up? Now, if they're not running Joe Biden, then it doesn't matter. Then they'll have him just look like the moron that he is and they'll use him up just like they're using him up now and in the end they'll give him a good kick in his rear on the way out the door and won't think nothing of it. But if they plan on actually running that old miser again, that's going to look very bad for him in 2024 because it's going to show the American people he cares more about his side and his agenda than doing what's best for the country, which is at this point you should shut the borders down. Nobody should be coming in the United States. Until you get a handle on everything in here, you should tell everybody we're sorry at this point for the foreseeable future. The border is now officially closed. Nobody's coming across. If you are caught here, you're going to be sent right back home. We're not playing with you guys until we get everything here figured out, until we get our wall situated, until we get drugs under control, until we get human trafficking under control and shut down. That's not going to happen. That's a fairy tale. That would be my selfish hope, but it's not not going to happen. Let's hope we do well enough in the next week that we can at least take that first step to try to start restoring this country because it needs it so very, very badly. All right, Benjamin Netanyahu. You know what? <laughs> as bad as we got it, you know, I talk about England, and I don't really understand, uh, you know, conceptually I understand what they're doing to a point, but I'm not deep in their politics and their rules, and I don't – I don't get their system the same way I get my system because it's here at home and I understand my system. Theirs, I don't live there, so I don't know their system as well. It's not, some of it's complicated, you know, because you're, you know, the wording is different. What something means here may not necessarily be the same thing over there. Uh, And I'm sure if I cared to look into it, I could figure it all out. But at this time, I don't have any desire to. Uh, not understanding the way they do things, you know, whatever outcomes go on over there, as I see them, I will just mention them to you. But I think one place even more disastrous <laughs> than them is Israel. Uh, I mean, Israel in the past four years or five years, they've had four or five elections. Israel can't get it together. I do not understand the difference. Uh, I mean, the, the I don't understand their... Uh, process in how you get a prime minister over there with all the different parties and the voting. I mean, what a disaster. So the only good thing that I can say that happened in Israel is it looks like for now, Benjamin Netanyahu will be the prime minister once again. And that was, I think, a positive thing. I liked everything that he was doing. No, I can't say everything, but I liked the direction that the country was going in. He was definitely, he worked very well with Trump, and I would hope for their sake that's going to restore them to some type of sanity. It seems like to complete this process, he's going to need some help from what they consider to be the far right, which again, 
take that with a grain of salt because I don't understand their politics as well as I do here. But he's going to need their support to make sure that everything goes through. We'll have to wait and see, but at least at this moment, I think it's big enough news to mention that Benjamin Netanyahu looks like he will be returning to Prime Minister of Israel. Now, will that mean that they're going to have another election in a year? Jesus, I hope not. I mean, I, I don't, again, I don't, I don't understand how their elections work, uh, but it it is a mess over there. And reading into it, uh, it's complicated. Yeah, I, I think our system here is a little more streamlined and a little bit a little smoother. It's it's got its own set of problems, but beyond the nonsense that goes on in the states that make you question elections, the system itself is a pretty solid system. I mean, uh, the Electoral College is solid. You'll never have a tie there. There'll always be a winner somewhere. Uh, Each state, the the, the numbers and how you never exceed 100 senators because you have the 50 states. Uh, I mean, well, according to me, you have 50 states. I don't know. You might want to check because if you didn't hear it, Joe Biden seems to think we have 54. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'd like to know what the additional four are that he thinks he's watching over. Uh, Or maybe he just said 54 because he's trying to pull some additional funding for himself. I don't know. But uh, I like the the, the house split. Everything makes sense to me how we do it here. Again, that could be just that I'm from here, and that's why it makes sense to me. But, yes, Benjamin Netanyahu looks like he is set up to be for the comeback to be the prime minister of Israel. All right, something that I had and I didn't say anything about and it's passed just a little bit, um, but I did want to address it because it's, I think it's a little deeper to me anyways than a lot of people think is the Kanye West thing. You know, I don't agree with anti-Semites uh, growing up. I grew up around a lot of Jewish people and, you know, to, to me, uh, depending on the type, whether you're a Hasidic Jew or regular, uh, like Americanized Jew or whatnot, to me, you know, I, they're normal people like everybody else. You have a different belief than I have. That's it. So I don't understand the hate there. But those people have been hated since biblical times, since the beginning. Um, he made a comment or tweeted out a comment that most people didn't like. Um, again, it, it was a very anti-Semitic comment. And he's received probably backlash like nobody that you've seen. Uh, they want him off Spotify. You had a bunch of artists that were trying to get him kicked off Spotify. Spotify stood in there and just like they did for Joe Rogan and said that they're not going to take his music off of their platform. Uh, you saw his deals got canceled. All, all the different sneaker companies, even Adidas, which is a German company, canceled him. Bank accounts closing him down. Social media sites locking him out and deleting him. They're trying to delete this man from existence and they're trying to, to uh, punish him. For what he said. It's really deeper than that. This is how you know it's deeper than that. Okay. The goodwill. I read an article that says goodwill will no longer sell his Yeez, Yeezy, whatever, sneakers. Okay. They're not going to sell the sneakers. They're going to put them in bags and put them away. Why is that important? Okay. Those shoes were already bought. In a real at a retail store or online at full price, which means if he gets a percentage on the sale or however it works out for him, the money has already changed hands. You're at the level now where these are donations that 
they've already been bought and paid for, and the Goodwill sells them to somebody who's in need of sneakers, and the Goodwill makes 100% of that money for themselves because it's a donation. Uh, Kanye's not going to see a dime of this money. So why take them off the shelves? You know, uh, everybody needs shoes. Everybody has a different opinion. Everybody has a different style. Some people might not be so offended by what he said. Some people might walk in there and have absolutely no idea who Kanye West is at all and see the sneaker and like the sneaker and just want to buy it because it's an affordable price. And guess what? They need a pair of sneakers. So that right there should tell you this is much deeper than that. What the left is trying to do is they're trying to punish Kanye West for his remarks and not because they're anti-Semitic. They're trying to punish him because Kanye West, who was once a champion of the left, you remember when he got up on stage and said that, uh, uh, what's, uh, God, I wanted to say Bill, Bill Clinton was about to come out, but it wasn't Clinton. It's, um, George Bush. When he said George Bush is a racist and that, well, that was a time with, uh, what's that other moron's name? She looks like a, she looks like a bird. Uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, he took the microphone from her. It was a big thing. And, I mean, it was just nonsense. Uh, he goes up there. So, anyways, the left champion, um, he was crazy. Everybody loves him. Him and Jay-Z supposed to be buddy buddies. It's all good. When he comes out and says that he's had an epiphany or his mind, he's evolved and figured things out, and he no longer supports the Democratic Party, and he said he supported President Trump, and he started to see things in a different way, all of a sudden he becomes hated or they label him as a crazy person. So what does the left do? Because he defected, because he got off of the mental plantation that they still keep black people on, since he decided to wake up and remove himself from that, uh, they punish him. Because how many other black stars have you seen recently that have made a ton of anti-Semitic comments? They're not being treated the same way. Well, why aren't they being treated the same way? Because unlike them, Kanye has a much larger soapbox than they do. He has more people listen to him. He's got more fans. He's got a louder voice, and therefore his message is going to reach farther and wider than other people's will. So they need to stop that at all costs. So what they're doing to him right now is they are punishing him not for his comments, they are punishing him for defecting from the Democratic Party, from their way of life, because he realized that in the year 2022, he doesn't want to be, well, yeah, he actually did it sooner than that, but you catch my drift. Whenever he came to that realization, he doesn't want to be the Democrat's slave anymore. He doesn't want to be on the Democratic plantation anymore. He wants to be free, free thinking, break himself of those chains, and be better. He realized it. Now, I'm not saying Kanye West is not crazy because <laughs> he does say some wild things. That's not what this is all about. What this is about is pointing out, and I felt like I needed to talk about it because this is what the Democratic Party does to anyone who defects. Okay, You're not allowed to break away from the establishment. You are being punished because you are an escaped convict from the Democratic Party and they're trying to reel you back in or they caught you and you're getting flogged for what you did. You're not allowed to defect. You're not allowed to tell other people the truth. How dare you? You better get in line. You better do what we tell you to do. You better vote the way we tell you to vote. You better act the way we tell you to act. And you better play your part because you made all this money 
And that was our gift to you, so you better do it. That's why this is important. This is, is less to do about his comments as it is more to do with the punishment that he is receiving for leaving the Democratic Party, for getting out and awakening from that mindset that they give them. This is his punishment. I mean, look at the criticism, criticism he got because I could be wrong on this, but I, if, if I'm wrong, you please correct me. Wherever his ex-wife lives, he bought the house either right next door or on the same street or whatever it is. And people were saying that, oh, look at him. He's crazy. He's stalking her. Well, I don't know. Me personally, I have a little different opinion of that. Being that I am a father of four, as is he, uh, he wanted to have a house by where his kids are. So no matter what the law says, you get the kids these days, she gets kids these days. Well, guess what? If you live right next door, dad could see the kids any day he wants because all they got to do is come on over to the house and say, hey, dad, we're coming on over. And he's going to tell them, come on over so he can see his kids. See, I, I don't think that's a stalking move. I don't think it's crazy to want to be near your children. I think it's crazier than when you don't want to be where your children, when you want to, oh, I'm going to move to another state and I'll see them when I see them. That, to me, that's crazier. To me, that's heartless. Those people should, there should be something said about those people. You don't want to spend any time with your children. So they're attacking this guy for things that are ridiculous. This is the largest attack that he has. He seems like he's doing fine. He actually tweeted out, let me look on the page here. He tweeted out, uh, Ari Emanuel, I lost $2 billion in one day. I'm still alive. This is, uh, this, this is love speech. I still love you. God still loves you. The money is not who I am, and the people are who I am. He seems all right to me. Seems like he's taking it with a grain of salt. I even watched an interview where he said, you know, he, he used to uh, tout that he was the richest black man in the world or in the game or however. And he said that, uh, you know, this is a way of him being humbled. And it's not about the money. It's about the message. So he seems content in what is going on in his life right now. Uh, the anti-Semitic stuff, I don't agree with it. You know, I don't, uh, I don't make anti-Semitic comments. I have no issues. Uh, somebody that I love to listen to is a Jew, is a Jew, Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager is a genius, genius. If you haven't listened to Dennis Prager talk, the guy is unbelievably smart, and I enjoy listening to him. So I don't agree with the anti-Semitics, but I also don't agree with what they're doing to him right now. I don't agree with that either, the punishment that he's receiving, because I haven't seen it anywhere else. Everybody loves Charlemagne to God on the left. They love Charlemagne to God, Charlemagne to God. I think Charlemagne's a complete and total fool. They have some audio of him talking about the Jewish community and the gay community, and he's not being offensive in what he's saying, but he is confirming a lot of the things that Kanye says just on the low low. He even said at one point, you guys are making me nervous to talk about this because he knows the price he's going to pay if anybody finds out or if it leaks out that he's sitting there talking about it. He actually pulled a rag out and wiped the sweat off of his head because he's getting nervous what he's talking about. And he was saying that the reason that there's not a lot of Jewish rappers is because they do own everything in the industry. So he's kind of confirming some of the com uh, comments that Kanye made. He's not being attacked for making that statement. He's not being attacked for saying some of those things. 
It's because he's still on the left. He's still one of their champions. So they're going to bury that. They're not going to let people hear that, and they're going to stand by him because he does their bidding. Kanye no longer does their bidding. Kanye is a free thinker now and does what he wants to do, and they, the left can't accept that. So that's why he is under attack the way he is under attack. I just wanted to talk about that. It was, it was again, there was so much going on. The, the biggest thing was, while the Kanye stuff was going on, the Nancy Pelosi stuff's breaking, everything's breaking, the elections are right around the corner. It is busy, busy, busy right now. But I felt like I needed to throw that in there, take a little bit of a break from the elections, because um, it, it gets tiresome. You know, I, everybody's talking about elections. Every, everybody I listen to is talking about elections. I know how important it is, believe me. And I know you know how important it is. But you, you got to hear some other news other than, than the elections because we're, if you're going out and you're voting, you're doing everything you can do, you still got to pay attention to everything else going on because generally what usually happens is these are the times where everybody's so focused on one thing that the underhanded uh, dirty players up top are doing something behind your back hoping you don't catch it because there's so much noise being made over here. They're trying to sneak across the field over there on the other side to not, and not get caught. So you do still got to look around, pay attention, and make sure that everything is as it should be. So that's why I feel like we need to take a break. With that being said, get out and vote because it is that important. That's all I'll say today. Beyond that, I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, please rate and review me, especially on Apple. It's always great help. And we'll do it again tomorrow.